Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. From the WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And now, a Boston original on Boston Sports Original. It's Christian Arcan on WEEI. The 1-0 pitch hit high and deep down the left field line. Way back by the light tower and gone. Xander Bogarts with a grand slam. And the Red Sox lead 5 to nothing. All right, welcome in. Good afternoon. It's Christian Arkan here, Sports Radio WEEI, taking you up until 3 o'clock. It's a shorter show today than, than normal. And it is because I believe we have the Army-Navy game coming at 3 o'clock. I think that's the game we're carrying. Is that the only game that's, yeah, what am I, Kirk Herbstreet over here? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I think that's the game we're playing because I think that's the only one. But that's uh, what's happening. That's why we have a shortened show. And only two hours to yell and scream about Xander Bogarts, which is where we're going to begin. Uh, that was, you probably don't recognize that clip we just played. Stiz, did you remember that moment uh, in the Xander Bogarts pantheon? I didn't remember that specific one. So a lot of great Xander Bogarts moments in the, you know, in the playoffs and you know certainly his rookie year, which was really his best playoff performance. If you go back and look, uh, Xander, especially towards the end, a little inconsistent in the postseason, but a great regular season player, um, two-time champion, <clears throat> guy who's been a uh, multi-time all-star, and homegrown player, and another Red Sox legend walking right out that door. <laughs> Just see you later, Xander. Mookie's right behind, or Mookie's in front of you. So is Andrew Benatendi. So is lots of other players. I mean, this isn't like he's the first or second or third guy that this has happened to. But man, it sure does seem like that's the mo of this team, doesn't it? It seems like that's kind of that's kind of what their what their whole business model is now. Whether you're a homegrown talent, whether you're someone that they brought in, no matter who you are or what you've done, if you're an elite player and you want to get paid, the Red Sox consider you an overpay. That's it. I mean, that's right. Like, can you can you argue that? If you're a top-of-the-line player, which Xander Bogart still is, by the way, and I've seen a lot of people, well, his numbers have taken a hit. True. He didn't hit as many home runs, and he didn't have as many RBI last year. You're right. His wins above replacement was tops in the majors. The whole majors. And I'm not going to pretend I know how to calculate wins above replacement, but I can tell you it was 5.7, tied with Dansby Swanson, and those are the two highest in all of baseball in wins above replacement. OPS for shortstops, Carlos Correa, 834. Xander Bogarts, 833. That's one one-thousandth of a percentage lower than the leading guy for OPS, which I'm pretty sure is still an important statistic. Slugging percentage, he's fifth in all shortstops. 
on base percentage, number one by 11 points. 377, Correa's 366. He's an elite player still. Well, he's 30 years old. I know how old he is. Doesn't mean he's not elite. And by the way, it's not like you're talking about these other shortstops like they're all 22, okay? Trey Turner and, you know, Swanson, these other guys, they're all 28, 29, 30 years old. It's not like it's not like they're much younger than Xander Bogarts. And look what they're making. Look at the contracts that are getting dished out for them. Are they better than Xander Bogarts? You can maybe try and float the argument, but you can't say it for sure. Not when he's the leader in all those stats. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, that's, that doesn't fly. It's not going to work out that way. And that's what's annoying about the Red Sox' entire philosophy these days. I will say this. In all the anger and the uproar, which I've been a part of, and I've been stoking shamelessly because this pissed me off, and it should piss you off too. But there's a way that this can still go okay for the Red Sox. If Xander Bogarts goes to San Diego and sucks, or if he goes to San Diego and, God forbid, gets hurt or something, then the Red Sox can look at this and say, well, you know, we could have given him 11 years and, you know, we think we made the right choice. And it'll be hard to argue with that. But he has to go there and he has to suck. And I'm sorry, but when you have the type of lineup protection that the Padres have right now, Tatis, Soto, Xander Bogart, like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with this team? They're ridiculous. The Padres are sharks. You fall out of the boat, they're going to eat you. You know, like you're not, you can't, you can't let Xander Bogarts uh, out into the open seas with the Padres down there with Manny Machado and Soto and all these guys. Like, really, it, it's it's remarkable what they've done there. And by the way, those four guys, I think, make combined a billion dollars in their in their total contracts. I think you're talking like over a cool billion with those four. Uh, including Xander Bogarts, of course. Bogarts, Machado, Tatis. Is Tatis, when does he get, is he, like, good to come back? He might not be good now that he's off the juice, but even if he isn't, <laughs> I mean, in terms of a two, three, four, five, like, that's about as good as I've ever seen. That's absurd. Um, But he still might not be that great. He could go out there and fall off. I could I could see it happening. I'm not betting on it. But I've seen crazier things happen. I think he'll probably go out there and mash, if you want my honest opinion. Like, that's what I think is going to happen. But that could make this a decent move. It could make it a move that you look back on and you can defend. Right? It's not like a bad trade where you moved on from Mookie Betts and you brought back these three players and you hoped someone was going to turn out to be something and they all kind of suck. Sorry, Alex Verdugo, but I mean, you do. I mean, what do you want me to say? You want me to say it's a fair trade? Alex Verdugo for Mookie Bet, really? Like, come on. Let's be adults here. Um, This is just letting a guy go. And we can discuss if maybe it would have made more sense to trade Xander Bogarts because now looking at what happened, I think that's a, a second guess that's worth making. Um. You'd have to tell me when exactly you wanted to trade him because I'm not sure mid-season this past year would have even been worth it. You're better off trying to negotiate in hopes that he, you know, in the hopes that he gets sentimental. Uh, you trade him away mid-season. You're not going to get anything for a half-season rental as Andrew Bogarts. Maybe if you traded him at the beginning of the year or, I don't know, two years ago when he still had a manageable contract and you could have really got something good for him, but back then that would have pissed everybody off, and it's pissing everyone off now. And that's what happens when you have these homegrown players, Okay. People talk about these long contracts. Well, we can't give them long contracts. He gave Dustin Pedroia a long contract, and, yeah, it was kind of a mess at the end, but it's not like it hamstrung the team. 
The team was able to go out and do whatever they wanted to. They said to pay Dustin Pedroia, but so what? Uh, speaking of Dustin Pedroia, I looked this up because I wanted to see how common it is for players like Xander Bogarts to retire with the team they started with, especially when we're talking about the Red Sox. And when I say a player like Xander Bogarts, uh, and this is also partially because this is how they define it on Wikipedia, but a player who's been with the same team for 10 years, started with that team, and hasn't played with any other teams. Okay? 10 years in the league, all with one team. And uh, at least 10 years. And I was a little surprised. I was surprised by the fact that there are only three players in my lifetime whose careers with the Red Sox started in my lifetime. All right? That's the caveat. There's only three players that you can say that about. Stiz, you want to guess who they are? Ooh, this is tough, Arkan. I don't know. All right, I'll give you the first one. The first one is Mike the Gator Greenwell. Mike Greenwell, 1985 to 1996. Lifetime Red Sox. And can I just say something? I loved Mike Greenwell. I was such a big Mike Greenwell fan. I thought he was so cool. Um, I read recently that... Uh, <laughs> After he retired, he moved down to Florida, or maybe he already lived in Florida, but he went to Florida and opened up an amusement park. And I just wish I could have gone to that uh, Mike Greenwell amusement park while it was still open. I bet that would have been fun. Uh, Mike Greenwell's one. The other one is uh, Jason Veritek, 1997 to 2011. I know he was part of that Slocum trade, but in terms of where he played in the majors, it's all always with the Red Sox. Uh, so 97 to 2011 for Jason Veritek. The other one's Dustin Pedroia, and that's it. I was born in 1982. Those are the only three players you can say that about. Uh, Jim Rice played in my lifetime, but his career started in the 70s. Um, So I don't really count that. Yaz played in my lifetime, too, but he retired when I was, like, one. So I don't really count that either. The whole list, you want the whole list? It's Bill Kerrigan, who played back when the Titanic was uh, sinking. He had Bobby Doerr, Ted Williams, Dom DiMaggio, Mel Parnell, Yaz, Rico Petroselli, Bob Montgomery, Rice, Greenwell, Pedroia, and Veritek. And that's it. Ever in the history of the Red Sox, which goes back a ways, by the way. You know what I think has sort of clouded this entire discussion? Because you would think, well, there's got to be more than that. Nope, that's it. And there's some big names there, by the way. Ted Williams, Yaz, et cetera. Fine. But that was back in the in the days where there weren't, like, a ton of trades. There was no free agency. It was more common for guys to spend that long with one team. Um, you look at the Yankees, they got, like, 30 guys like this including a bunch from, you know, the 90s, 2000s dynasty, which they did a good job then of keeping their players. But I do think that that's a big difference, and it's something that Red Sox fans of a certain age sort of look back on and remember and go, well, the Yankees kept Jeter and Bernie Williams and, you know, all these other players. Why can't the Red? Mariano Rivera and Jorge Posada, and why can't the Red Sox do any of this? It's like, well, I'll tell you, first of all, they did, they do when they want to. They wanted to make Pedroia a lifelong Red Sox. They wanted him to retire with the Red Sox. They also didn't have to pay him that much. I forget exactly what it was. I feel like it was like $15 million or $13 million per year, which at the time was like, wow, it's a lot of money. You get to the end of the contract, and yeah, it's there, and yeah, it's annoying, and I'm sure there were players on the team who were like, hey, I'm busting my ass, and I'm only making $11 million, and Dustin Pedroia has been hurt for three years, and he's making fifteen. I'm sure that that was like a thing. But, you know, like, in the big picture, I'm not sure it, like, hamstrung the team that much. I don't think so. Um, and that's sort of what I think about Xander Bogarts and these long contracts. People keep defending the Red Sox and saying things like, well, no one should ever get an 11-year contract. Fine. Maybe no one should. But you know what? People do in Major League Baseball. 
It happens all the time. People get these big, long contracts, but only when they're really good and their agent, which is almost always Scott Boris, negotiates it for them. And that's just the way it is. And if you want premium talent, if you want elite players, you have to play the game, High and Bloom. You have to play the game, John Henry. And you guys know this. That's what's really pissing me off about it, is that the Red Sox know better. They knew exactly what they needed to do to keep Xander Bogarts here in Boston. They knew every step that they could have taken to do it. And they just weren't into it. They weren't into the idea of bringing him back. And I think that this goes back to the beginning of the season. They had a chance back then. They signed him to this low-ball contract, and he accepted it. And then you let him opt out, go to free agency, and make an offer that's not even in the, in the vicinity? What an insult. What an insult to a guy who represented your brand about as well as any player ever has. I'm not kidding. Xander Bogarts is right up there in terms of ambassadors for that team. He's not David Ortiz, but he's not far off. I'm not kidding. Like, I really believe that about him. He was he was about as good of a role model for kids and everything else as uh, as has come through that, that dugout in a long time. And he played here a long time, and he represented the team very well for a long time from the moment he got called up. There was a lot, a lot of expectations on him coming out of the minors. And he, if you remember, he exceeded them right away. And then in that second year, he was just overwhelmed. They moved him to third base. He couldn't hit. They had uh, J.D. Drew's little brother, whose name escapes me at the moment. Uh, Steven Drew, thank you. Uh, he, uh, he moved over to shortstop. And Bogarts, I thought Bogarts was a one and done after that. I thought, oh, man, they really ruined this kid. They might have they sabotaged this kid's whole career moving him over like that. What were they thinking? And you know what? Bogarts proved everybody wrong. He came back out the next year. He was good. And then he went on to have a tremendous career. Uh, that's that. Those are the facts. You don't like long contracts? Sorry. Sorry you don't like them, but if you want to have a great player, then you need to, be, you need to do this. I'm just That's the way it works. Otherwise, they're going to leave. They're going to go to a team that will give them that. And if you think that... In 11 years, the 26, what is it, 25 with the five signing bonus? Right, so he's going to be making $25 million a year for 11 years, which right now today seems like a lot of money, right? It does seem like a lot of money. But in 2030, do you think that's going to still be considered the same amount of money? It's like the Dustin Pedroia thing all over again. That's not going to be a lot. Look at Aaron Judge. He just signed nine years, $40 million a year. Xander Bogart's at 25 right now. Think about Judge and what that does to the market and how everything's going to go up from there. Like, that's the difference. You can't, you can't look at it that way. Well, he's, he's 30 years old. You can't sign him that long. All right, but you have to. If you want the 30 to 35 years or the 30 to 38 years, then you have to sign on for the 40 and 41 years. You do. Otherwise, some other team's going to get those years that you want. And it may not seem fair. It may seem like baseball players have way too much power, and maybe in some uh, cases, compared to other sports, they kind of do. It's not like it was in the 90s. You know, the, the baseball players did whatever they wanted back then. You know, there's luxury taxes now. It's different. There's, there's things that sort of put more restrictions in place. But uh, d- compared to these other sports, baseball players still have a lot of power. And that's an important uh, distinction to make here. But really, 10 years? Only with the Red Sox, Greenwell, Pedroia, Veritek in my lifetime. That's it. Those are the three. It's very uncommon. It still sucks, and it sucks bad, but it is more uncommon than you might think. 617-779-7937. That's the phone number. Quick break. We'll get to your phone calls right after this. Crash and Keith. Weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. 
Patriots have their final practice today before their Monday night matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. Four players didn't practice yesterday. That'd be Damian Harris, Jacoby Myers, Jalen Mills, and Isaiah Wynn. Trent Brown was back. Him and Yadney Kajust were limited for Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins, a full participant after missing Thursday with an illness. Byron Murphy, Rondell Moore, and Rashawn Coward absent from practice. Tristan Hill, Charles Washington were limited. Speaking of Arizona, the Coyotes with a shocker, upsetting the Bruins last night 4-3. to Lawson Cruz scored the game winner with 13 and a half seconds left in regulation. His second of the game, there was a controversial play at the end as Jeremy Swayman let a uh, puck hit the side of the net. Thought an icing was going to get called. It did not get called. Bruins end their road trip tomorrow night in Vegas against Bruce Cassidy and the Golden Knights. Puck drops at 8 o'clock. Tonight, an NBA Finals rematch as the Celtics take on Steph Curry and the Warriors. Tip-off from San Francisco is at 8.30. Al Horford still in the health and safety protocols. Robert Williams also out. But the Time Lord, head coach Joe Mazzulla, both said that Williams is day-to-day for Golden State. Andrew Wiggins and Andre Iguodala have been ruled out. And World Cup quarterfinals continue today. Morocco knocking off Portugal. Another big upset. one nothing. your final score there. England will take on France at 2 o'clock. I'm Christian Arcand. That's what's trending now. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're back to Christian Arcan on WEEI. Was that your priority going into the offseason to find somewhere to spend the rest of your career? No, my priority was just going to a team that was very competitive, a team that wanted to win. And as I said, obviously, the owner didn't mention he doesn't like windows, but, I mean, this is not a window. This is something that's built for, for, for the long run, especially with the guys that they have on the roster and the commitment to the guys that they have on this roster is, is for the long run. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it, bringing a, bringing a banner here and, and being part of that. God, that hurt. That hurt my soul when I heard that. Ugh. Xander, twisting the knife. He looked good in the Padres jersey, though, I got to say. I love the Padres hats and jerseys. I think they look great. It's Christian Arkian here, Sports Radio, WEEI, uh, 93.7 on your FM dial. You can also uh, play us on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Hey, Alexa. Um... Also on the Odyssey app, WEEI.com. Nice to have you with us here today. Uh, we'll be talking with Rob Bradford in under 10 minutes. So we'll get to a couple of phone calls, and we'll talk with Bradfoe, get his take on what exactly it is the Red Sox are doing, uh, the fallout from the Xander Bogarts departure, and more. But first, let's uh, get to some calls. We'll start with David, who's in the car, who disagrees with me on the uh, long-term contract. Go ahead, David. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for taking the call. I do Got disagree, it. not only with you. I'm sure a lot of people out there, you know, Sports are a business. We call it sports, but it's a business. And when somebody turns 30, you know, you have to be out of your mind. If you know how to run a business and you want to, you're looking at long term, you do not sign a 30-year-old, I don't care who he is, for 11 years because he's not going to last. How long would you sign him? Dave, hold on, David. How long would you sign him for? Five years. 
Five years match? It, but, okay, five you understand years, there's no way he'd agree to that, so he's going to go somewhere else, well, and someone else is going to get those five years that you want. Uh, it's okay. Then you go ahead and let him go because, you know what, I would sign him with a contingency at the five years based on performance. We extend the contract. There's different ways to go about a contract. To just look what happened with Russell Wilson. $165 million, and this guy stinks. It's just an example of what happens when you get to a certain age. I understand that, David, but Xander Bogarts just had a great season, and that's, I think, the disconnect here. Xander Bogarts had a fantastic season. I gave you the stats. He was top five in almost all these offensive categories. In OPS, he was, like, number one. in On-base percentage, number one. Slugging percentage, top five. Wins above replacement. Tied for number one with Dansby Swanson. One of the, if not the, top shortstops in baseball. Okay, he's 30 years old. Yeah, I understand that. I'd only sign him for five years. Okay, well, Mr. Businessman, you're not going to sign a lot of players that way. You're not going to sign any that way. They don't want five-year contracts. And if you want those five years, if you value those five years, you're going to have to tack on another six to the end of it. I'm sorry. And by the way, I think you get more than five good years out of Xander Bogarts from this contract. Will it be 11 great years? No, probably not. But it'll probably be eight pretty good years. I could see Xander Bogarts at 38 years old as a DH somewhere, still giving you pretty good numbers, still giving you pretty good at-bats. I don't think that that's crazy to, to uh, assume. I'm not sure why anybody would think that. Is he going to be a great shortstop for those that whole time? I doubt it. I mean, I doubt he will be. But I also think you can move a guy like him around, and he's not going to complain too much, especially once you pay him that much money and give him that much job security. But if you want those five years, if you value those five years, you have to pay for more. You just do. That's the way the baseball markets work. I'm sorry. And if you want to be stubborn like David in the car, which, you know, fine. If that's your, if that's what you think, fine. But if you want to be stubborn like that, you're never going to keep any of your players and you're never going to sign any big free agents. That's just the way it is. Uh, that's just the way it is. You're going to let guys walk out the door over and over and over again, and that'll be that. And by the way, how great is it for business when all your beloved homegrown players keep leaving? Is that good for business? You know, riddle me that. Uh, Charles in Connecticut, go ahead. Hey, Christian. Before I get into my comments about uh, the Red Sox, uh, and you, you just mentioned that you thought David Ortiz was the true ambassador of the Red Sox. David Ortiz always had the steroids hanging over him, had a personal personal life issues. He also was shot uh, supposedly by mistaken. You never heard a peep about anything about Bogart. That's true, Charles. That happened after he played, though. I mean, that wasn't going on while he was playing. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but he he was the perfect player. I'll tell you what killed the Red Sox this week when the Yankees signed Aaron Judge for that kind of money. Mm. The Red Sox were like, we're screwed. The Orioles were better than them last year. The Blue Jays, the Rays always developed these young guys. We're looking at a last-place team. And the same, we're going to be, I'll be sitting in a parking lot a year from now waiting to get on your phone with uh, Devers being gone. You know, this is just a horrible, horrible thing. The Yankees did the right thing. You think Aaron Judge is going to be productive at $40 million in, in 10, 11 years? No. But he'll still be an Albert Pujols type DH. Give the guys you love the money. They're going to lose their fan base. And, you know, I'm a loyal fan, and this really, really hurts. Yeah, uh, I'm with you, Charles. I'm with you. I'm not closing the door on the possibility that this whole thing ends up being okay for the Red Sox, okay? Like, I'm not going to say that that's impossible. Xander Bogarts could go to San Diego and suck. And if he does, and he's bad right away, and there's no good years come out of that contract, and he's stuck there for 11 years, like Russell, what it looks like is about to happen with Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, fine. You win, all right? You win. 
But if not, if Xander goes out to San Diego and gives you five, six good seasons out there, and those are seasons you could have had if you decided to get in the game instead of making these embarrassing, insulting lowball offers, then we can have a conversation about that, and you can come back and say, sorry, Arcane, you were right. And which one of those things do you think is more likely, by the way, that Bogarts goes out there, completely falls off right away in a lineup with that kind of protection in the lineup, with Soto batting ahead of him and Tatis and uh, Machado behind them? Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he's going to get plenty of pitches to hit. Just a hunch, <laughs> you know? I know that that doesn't always work, but, like, you got you got some pretty solid protection in that lineup, I would think, even if Tatis is off the juice. I mean, come on. Um, 617-779-7937, that's the phone number. Um, I, I'm going to hold off on the calls for just a second here and uh, hang on the line because I'll get to you, but uh, we got uh, Rob Bradford jumping on, and I do want to uh, have the line clear for him. So let me just say this. Another thing I keep hearing... What about the Chris Sale contract? You guys are all into this idea of giving Xander Bogarts all this money, but I didn't hear, you know, I didn't hear a a peep about uh, Chris Sale, and now look at that. That's completely screwed everything up. You're right. That Chris Sale contract was a bad contract, but can I tell you what the big difference is? Chris Sale got a contract after an injury-shortened season, which was uh, preceded by another injury-shortened season. And he's been an injury risk almost his entire career. Xander Bogarts has not. (laughs) Xander Bogarts has been pretty durable for the most part. Chris Sale, they gave him that contract after he had shoulder inflammation and elbow inflammation and inflammation all over the place. And he missed a ton of time. And then they gave him that guy, that extension. Like, that, I think, is different than trying to hook up Xander Bogarts and keep him here for the rest of his career. I think that's two apples and oranges. It's apples and carburetors, to to quote the Sopranos. But, uh, yeah, I I don't think that's the same at all. Okay, uh, Rob Bradford here joining us right now on the uh, Harbor One Hotline or is the Harbor One Comrex? I'm not sure. Anyway, Bradfo, uh, welcome. Thanks for jumping all right, on. All right, all right. Let's talk some Red Sox. Let's go. Yeah, let's baseball. Uh, let's get right to it. And I know that this is uh, still a, a a raw wound for a lot of people, so I'm I'm treating <laughs> it I'm treating it with all the sensitivity that I possibly can. But uh, is there ever going to be like another homegrown player who who doesn't end up leaving in horrible circumstances, Bradfo? Well, well, or is this I mean, just the way it's going to be forever now? Well, let's be honest. By the time that you have the next next opportunity for that, you're probably going to have a new ownership group, going to have True. a new front office, you're going to have the whole new, new ball of wax. But there's a lot to pick through, obviously. And, and you know, I, I want to start with the Chris Sale uh, example that you give. You're right. You're right, Christian, that it, <laughs> bringing up Chris Sale is another reminder that all of this, all of these scenarios, all these conversations, Xander Bogart's Chris Sale's, they're lessons learned from John Lester, okay? Yeah. The problem is is that they've learned all the wrong lessons. Like, they, they, they weren't paying attention in class to the right things. So when it comes to Chris Sale, we know five years later, John Henry get on the, on the bench in Fort Myers and said, we screwed it up. Thank you. And we knew this. They screwed it up. And you had to sign Chris uh, David Price to a $217 million deal. You had to trade for Chris Sale um, because of John Lester, because you screwed up John Lester. All right, well, you, you learned your lesson from screwing it up. In this case, as has been well documented over the last couple of days, they screwed it up again 
by not taking heed of what happened with John Lester, even though they, they, they thought they did. And that goes back to spring training, which is you slow play the negotiations back in March and April, and you basically paid the price. Instead of you, same deal as Lester. Xander Bogarts wanted to stay here. And I know that they'll say, well, you know, Scott Boris is, was always going to take him to free agency. It was going to be too hard. I can tell you that if Xander Bogarts was presented with a, a reasonable representative offer along the lines of, by the way, what they ended up with back then, then he would have stayed. He was a guy who wanted to stay just like John Lester wanted to stay back in 2014, but once you don't do that, once you slow play it, and once you think you can get to free agency and win that battle, then you've already played it the wrong way. So, yeah, there's a lot of connections there. Is there a number that would have gotten it done now? I mean, obviously, they slow played it and let it come to this. What what would have gotten it done now? Could they have no. come in lower than San Diego and still maybe sign them? No, no, no. Okay. Listen, I mean, I think that... That part of the – as you know, Christian, from being on for the last few days and, and talking about this, there's a lot of different levels to this. But that part of it, what, the Red Sox were never going to win that. No team in baseball was going to win that. No team in baseball was going to give what San Diego did. San Diego is approaching it in a very specific and very unique way. That's their prerogative to do. If You can, you can look at this, and every other team would look at it the same way. 11 years for Xander Bogarts, a guy who's going to hit between 10 and 20 home runs now as a 30-year-old, a guy who had a wrist injury, you know, a guy who is probably going to have to move off the position. Yeah, you're going to have to eat some years at the end of that contract. But this is the price of doing business in free agency. And this is where I think it comes back to the more interesting conversation going forward, which is now we know that the Red Sox, for these sort of guys, and that includes Rafael Devers if he gets a free agency, right. the Red Sox are not going to win those battles. They're not going to win them because they aren't willing to go to the uncomfortable levels that it's going to take to get there. At, that's what we, can, that was what we can take away from the Xander Bogart thing because I thought, Christian, when they said plan A, the plan A comment to me was so A, important, B, misguided. Like, how do you say that he's playing A? Once you say that, you have to be all in and do whatever it takes. And, yes, they weren't going to meet San Diego's offer, but you have to do better than what you did. It wasn't even Marcus Simeon. So if you're playing A and you're presenting that, then you clearly are not going to win the free agent battle when it comes to these guys. Hi, and Bloom's been getting a lot of crap for this, Brad Foe. How much of it's deserved, and how much of it is uh, is him being the patsy here? Well, I think the ownership has to take a huge, huge hit here because they're the ones that drives the bus. We were waiting for uh, to see how much ownership was going to swoop in, if ownership was going to take the reins here, and and this is what we heard. This guy's the priority. He means everything, so forth and so on. Didn't you know, they swoop in at the end? Did, I read that they like got on a call at the end there or something. Listen, is, that, is that right? I don't care what ownership did. <laughs> Do I, right? Yeah. Because it wasn't good enough. Right. Like This is like the equivalent of John Lester. We had John Lester on the podcast, uh, I don't know, like earlier last year or this year. And he was going through like when the Red Sox were trying to woo him back going up against the Cubs. And he met with the Red Sox, and they presented him like a scrapbook. (laughs) 
You know, so I can't it, believe that didn't work. I know. I mean, and at the end, it had like a, a Photoshop thing of his number being retired. This is always going to come down to the years and the money, and and you know, maybe if it's if it's close, some other things factor in. But really, like, I go back to like the end of the re- season. Remember this, Christian, when everyone got all hot and bothered about, oh, did you hear that uh, the ownership group met with Xander and they showed him how much they loved him and so forth and so on. I'm like, listen, great, but was Scott Boris sitting next to him on the couch? Because it doesn't matter unless Scott Boris was sitting there next to him on the couch because he's the one negotiating. He's the one who's going to get the price to where Xander Bogarts wants it to be. So, you know, to go back to answer your question, you know, I just thought that, Ownership is the, ultimately the one who is going to drive the bus one way or the other. He, they let Dave Dombrowski do it his way. We know how Dave Dombrowski do it. Until they got upset and they want to chase their tail in terms of how Tampa was doing things and how the, some of the other teams in baseball were doing things. That, that is their prerogative. But then they let Heim Bloom do things his way. That's fine, too. Like that, I think that that's the better course of action than having too many cooks in the kitchen. But at the end of the day, when you're talking about Bogars and when you're talking about Devers, it's a business decision as much as it's an on-field decision. And that's where I thought that ownership would do what they had done for the majority of their ownership tenure and come in and say, the guy that we really want, we are not going to lose that battle. But that clearly has taken a, a, a turn sideways. Um, are you surprised by how many people fell for the Red Sox propaganda? Because... I remember on third, whenever it was, everybody, well, they're close. You know, Carabas, McAdam, everybody everybody was, you know, real excited and real happy. That had to have come from somewhere. Is that just like the last gasp of a delusion from this front office, thinking that their lowball offer could have maybe gotten the deal done? Like, what, what, what was that all about? Well, I mean, listen, everyone was doing their best. Everyone was trying to get the, the report right. And, uh, you know, and, and as it goes along, you, you're taking anything you can. It's a dangerous thing. We all know it. We've <laughs> Christian, I mean, I've never seen social media like this. I've never seen it like this. It, it is um, everybody wants a piece of the pie. And some are right and some are wrong. And But it, it really is one you go back to throughout the course of the season, the end of the season, the off season. It was the same message that we got to the very end. Mm which is we are going to be in it. We really want Xander. We are showing Xander the love. But I don't know how that can possibly be perceived as showing this guy the love when you have that final offer, which is I I, I just keep coming back to the Marcus Simeon thing. Marcus Simeon was two years older, and I don't think as good a player, wasn't playing shortstop, wasn't an iconic guy. They weren't, certainly wasn't valued the other parts about it, about off the field, which they said, I mean, Heim Bloom came on my podcast, Christian, and he said that, and I asked him about how much he values the off the field stuff, the, the being a captain or perceived captain. And he said, yeah, of course we do, because if we didn't value it, we wouldn't even get on the bus in terms of negotiations with a 30-year-old. So, like, they must have really not valued him as a player if they were valuing him with the off-field stuff because they didn't come up very much at all. That that offer right there, I mean, that is the guy who, like, never played in Boston. You have no idea who he is. You're taking a guess, and we're just buying the player. They didn't, that is not factoring in, to me, that is not factoring in at all 
the off the field and the importance of this guy to the franchise. All right, we'll leave it right there. Bradfield, great stuff. Thank you so much for taking some time today. I appreciate it. All right, man. You know, now I got to go yell somewhere else. Yeah, go That's yell good. at somebody else. Yeah, okay. I, I hope you didn't uh, throw your voice out. That was some hot stuff there, Brad. Uh, uh, it's, you, you bring out the worst in me. Getting so, hot uh, under the car the over there. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. All right. All right. We'll talk to you good, later. Good, Thanks, Brad. Good, good yelling at you, Christian. All right. <laughs> see nice. you. Uh, okay. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. we got full phone lines. I'll get to all your calls next. Covering Boston sports and beyond. We're back to Christian Arcand on WEEI. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. It's Arcand here, taking you up until three o'clock. Then it's Army Navy here on these airwaves. We'll uh, switch gears in a second, talk some Patriots as we get ready for uh, Monday Night Football. Got some thoughts on uh, Mac and the offense. Vance Joseph, who's uh, Don Rickles all of a sudden now, roasting everybody, roasting Bill Belichick. That's tough when Vance Joseph's roasting you. That can't feel good. Uh, We'll get to all that next hour. We'll also talk with Tom King of the Nashua Telegraph. In the meantime, let's get to your Xander Bogarts Red Sox calls because a lot of you have been waiting patiently to either agree or disagree with me. Let's start with John, who totally disagrees with me. John, why? What could you possibly disagree with? Oh, I I disagree with the – if they signed him for that 11 years, $280 million, these phone lines would have been blowing up for a month that that was malpractice, that you can't give somebody 30 years old uh, that that type of money for that length of time. I think you're wrong, John. No, no, that's. That I think you're crazy. right. I think people would have been happy if they done if they done that. More happy than they are now. Here's what they would have been happy with. Earlier in March, the Red Sox made him an offer of four years, ninety million dollars. He didn't take that. That's twenty two and a half, twenty two and a half million dollars a year. What they should have done is before free agency, maybe if they got to where they were now, which was the six years, twenty five million a year, twenty six million a year. You know, give him six years, one fifty-five. He would have signed. Bradford kind of said the same, uh, the same thing. So I think the big, the big thing now is, are the Red Sox going to learn from their mistake? Um, uh, Bogart, I mean, Devers is coming up, and everyone says, "Oh, you got a year left. You got a year left." No, you don't really have a year left. If you got to, if you don't want to make the same mistake you made with Bogart to Devers, you got to wrap Devers up now. You got to get proactive. You gotta, You're right. Yeah, he's got to get. He's now. He'll maybe ten years, three hundred million from him right now would get it done. But if you wait till free agency, that's going to be free, flipping twelve years. That's going to be twelve years of thirty-four million a year. Be four hundred million. Yeah, to the Padres. <laughs> the Padres will sign him. You, think, you don't doubt him. They'll they'll go out there and sign Devers too. The Padres do not give a flying foot about the money that they're spending right now. They are letting it rip. They got that checkbook out, boy. That thing is uh, <laughs> that thing is going. Let's go to uh, uh, Darren, who is in Belmont. Go ahead, Darren. Bradford left, but I can still scream like he's screaming. <laughs> First ahead. thing is, I, I have so much anger about this team. First thing is, I feel like the fan base was lied to big time. And the reason for that was when they traded bets, they said that they couldn't afford him. They wanted to clear cap money space so they could sign what's coming up down the road. And they were talking about Devers and talking about Bogarts. So they point blank leg because all they've been doing is cutting, cutting, and cutting. So I, I think 
I think the ownership has to go. I don't respect Henry. I don't respect Warner. They're not even coming out and saying anything. They're cowards sitting behind Bloom, who's over his head, who cannot judge talent with crap. Every trade he makes is a joke. So here we go. We traded Betts. We lose both guys. We get Verdugo, Wong, and Downs. All three mediocre plays who couldn't stop for any of the quality teams in MLB. Yeah, uh, Darren, I, I wish I could argue with you. You know, I wish I could say, no, 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 that's that's not true. That's not right, but it is. You know, I mean, it just is. There was a tweet I saw. Shaughnessy uh, retweets this guy, Michael Dyer, who's a videographer, editor, producer. I feel like he worked somewhere, so I'm sorry, Mike, if you're if you're listening right now. I'm trying to find your tweet, but it was a uh, it was a great tweet. It got shared and uh, retweeted all over the place. And uh, it says, Hyam Bloom inherited 27-year-old Mookie Betts, 27-year-old Bogarts, 25-year-old Benatendi, and 23-year-old Devers. So far, he's turned them into. And Devers is still on the team, so you know what he means. Uh, so far, he's turned them into Alex Verdugo, Jeter Downs, Connor Wong, Franchi Cordero, Josh Winkowski, Grant Gambrell, Luis De La Rosa, and Freddy Valdez. And Devers, by the way, while still here, not ex- extended yet. <laughs> <sighs> Follows it up by saying, if the philosophy is avoiding these mega deals, you got to cash in via trade. Not sure that's really cashing in via trade. You know, I'm just that. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, Ralph is in Rhode Island. Go ahead, Ralph. Hey, Christian. Look, we don't know where the Red Sox are going right now. Are they going to spend money? And we really don't know if Bloom's going to survive this wait and see stuff. This team knows it has to sign Devers, and I totally expect they're going to say, okay, fine. Now, Bogats is a good player. He really is a good player, but that contract for a guy that hits, and he has 81 games at Fenway Park and hits you 15 home runs, I don't consider that a big He also hit 307 with the top OPS and all the shortstops. I mean, it's not, you know, I know he didn't hit a lot of home runs, but he's still a very good hitter. He's a good hitter, yeah. But let me tell you something. If this team right now said we are going to change and they went out, I don't know if he's still available today, and they signed Korea. Look at where they would be second, short, third. This, this Bogart stuff would be forgotten. It would be gone. And if Sale came back and was the Sale of old and he bounces back, this team's a contender immediately. The Korea has that kind of that strong mental mentality. Like, like Bogart, I like Bogart a lot, but he'll pick up the opposing player and tap him on the ass. Uh, Korea steps on him. I mean, I love the mentality of Korea, and he's going to give you more power. He's the type of leader. He's just, no, not this, okay, guys, let's go. He's just, come on, let's get out there. If they need something in the dugout, their manager provides it all. Cora provides that mentality that Bogart kind of did. But that kind of contract, I think you can do better. I really think you can. And if Bloom, Bloom does this, it might save his job. All right. Well, listen, Ralph, I don't know what you expect it's going to cost to get Correa, but if that's what it costs to get Xander Bogarts and Trey Turner signing for all that, those years and all that money, what do you think? Correa is going to be cheap? <laughs> Correa is going to want, ah, I'll just do three years. I'll just do three, four years. Come on, guys. Don't want to burden you here with this contract or anything. He's going to want that, too. Correa's agent's probably Boris, too. I don't even know. Is he? I, 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 I have to go back over all the puns. If you heard, if you heard Scott Boris with his ridiculous pie, he's unbelievable. He's like, I don't know if you ever saw this, but Bob Saget did a, a Comedy Central roast one year, and Norm Macdonald was on the roast, and he came out and he just told a bunch of like clean, very like cheesy jokes. <laughs> it was like it was really fun. It was something only he could have done. But he was like, <laughs> he's like, you're a bird brain. You know what I mean? Like, it was like really, really cheesy, like clean jokes. 
because you know it was Bob Saget, so that was the that was the whole bit. But like that's what Scott Boris is doing. <laughs> Scott Boris goes to the meetings and he stands up there doing the Norm Macdonald Bob Saget bit, and it's really really weird. But I mean, come on, you think Correa is going to come at a at a reasonable price after these other shortstops are flying off the shelf for record money? Like, come on, that's just that's that's unrealistic. This is how you play the game. You want to play the game? Fine. I don't want to spend that much money. I don't want to give that many years. All right, well, then you're not playing the game. Uh, Steve in the truck, go ahead. Christian, how are you, my friend? How you doing, Steve? <laughs> I just had uh, broccoli ravi with sausage meat and sauteing and garlic and oil over oh, homemade on, yeah, That sounds delicious. Yeah, over homemade cavatelli. Listen, Ooh. anyway, David calls up a lot. I respect him. He's a businessman, but he's forgetting something. You know, I was I worked at a, at a bread company, Wonder Bread, for 37 years. When I started in 1975, bread was 28 cents. It's now four dollars and 29 cents. Wow. You have to equate the two to make you know to make that that you know that supposition. He's going to understand everything went up and the contracts got longer. Kaya Skrzynski, what did he sign for in the in the 60s and 70s? Right. The contracts were longer. I mean, shorter and low money. Everything. You know, the value of everything rises. He, he's got to understand it, too. And to think you're going to get Correa, it's, it's, rules, it's rumored to be Correa wants 10 years at 350. Yeah. What do you think? You think I, don't, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't Correa? blame Look at the market. I wouldn't blame no, him. I don't for blame that. him either. But guess what? He's not getting it here. He Hell may no. get it in New York. He may get it in somewhere else. Um, I don't yeah. think this guy, Bloom, is, is realistic when it comes to this stuff. He, he built something in Tampa Bay that just they won tenants. I mean. They didn't win World Series. True. So what are you trying to do here? I don't get it. I mean, it's not a small market team. No, they're trying to save money, Steve. That's what it is. You know, they're trying to they're trying to sort of regroup after the Dombrowski years, which, by the way, you know, Dombrowski, he was a good GM, but he is the one. We were just talking about that Chris Sale contract. He's the one who gave it to him. You know, Dombrowski could be a little reckless sometimes, and there's some, there's a place for that. Certainly a place for that in Major League Baseball for a guy recklessly spending money. And a lot of times it's really exciting for the fan base, and a lot of times it results in that team getting a lot better and making a, a run for the World Series, and that includes with the Red Sox. You know, 2013, they didn't sign a lot of big names. They have Victorino, Mike Napoli, and, you know, a couple other guys there. They, David Ross, and they win the World Series. You know, 2018, Chris Sale, it's just, you know, there's there's names, there's guys, there's people that they bring in, and uh, there's players that you just assume are going to be taken care of. I assumed that Mookie Betts, after he won that MVP, was going to be a Red Sox for life, or at least for another couple years, <laughs> you know? <laughs> at least for, like, at least until 2025, maybe? I don't know. Maybe not life, but I thought there was some money coming in after that. Nope, traded him. I thought Xander Bogarts, okay, well, now they're making this whole big pony show about how much they value Xander Bogarts and how important Xander Bogarts is. Surely now they're not going to let him walk and, and look like idiots. Oh, well, oh, actually. Okay. Um, if you're a Red Sox fan, you shouldn't feel good about this, I don't think. How can you? How can you feel good about not just a great player but a franchise cornerstone, face of the franchise? you got kids listening, they're probably devastated that Xander Bogarts isn't here anymore. And you know what? I don't think the old John Henry stand the man speech is going gonna, is gonna to cut it this time. Oh, when stand the man was, <laughs> you know, like I just don't think that that's going to be enough to, to make everybody start feeling better. Oh, it's tough, you know, if Stan, if Stan ever left St. Louis. <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be a real shame. But now stand the man's left twice, all right? Stan the man left, Bob Gibson left, everybody left, uh, John. 
Imagine that. Imagine little John Henry with his big lollipop, you know, coming home from school. I don't know why he has a big lollipop, but he's coming home from school, and he realizes, oh, my God, all these great players from the uh, the Gas House game. What was the name of the old Cardinals? They're all gone. Oh, they all got they all got traded or they all got let go, you know? Like great. Isn't that isn't that special? Isn't that magical? That would have been pretty upsetting, I would think, you know? And instead, he's just cranking right through it, doing it again. Oh yeah, I'll do it again. Hey, they traded Tim McCarver and Orlando Cepeda and Lou Brock and Kurt Flood and everybody. They traded them all there, John. Oh no. <laughs> like, you know, that's what you're doing. And it sucks. It sucks for the fans. It does. Uh, 617-779-7937, that's the phone number. All right, we'll switch gears. I've bitched about Xander Bogarts enough today. Uh, We need to get to the Patriots. Mac Jones and the offense, all that other stuff. We'll do that right after this. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.